Hey there, this is Mia Freeman, your host of the Momentum Focus podcast. We're still in this conversation of what it looks like to be emotionally well, and today's episode is another two-part episode, and she's actually a returning guest. Um, We are going to talk about hormones, emotions, um, and menopause, and all my friends that have the night sweats. (laughs) or the day sweats, or the random sweats, you can go ahead and say amen, because the whole episode, both parts, you are going to be amening, and you are going to be blessed to know that you're not alone in this stuff. So, I hope these two episodes, back to back, um, out there, good blessing to you. Take care. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of the Momentum Focus podcast. We are still in this series of learning what it takes to be well. We've been talking for, I think this entire series um, in this season about the work of wellness, um, spirit, soul, body, finances, and relationships. Although I don't think we've hit finances just yet, but you know, here's my theory on that. It's not even a theory. It's my belief in full understanding that when you are well in your spirit, your soul, and your body, your finances begin to fall into place because you're not trying to supplement where you're not well, like you're not trying to buy things to make you look better. You're not trying to buy stuff to feel better. You're not trying to soothe your soul with um, just stuff, right? And so, and then you begin, because your mind and your soul, when they're in tune and in line with God, then you begin to learn the responsibility of managing your finances And then on the back end of that, you begin to also learn how to take care of your relationships. So they all work together. It's just like the body, right? Like if one part of the body is not well, the rest of the body begins to overcompensate. Um, And so the same is true with your spirit, with your soul, with your body, with your finances, with your relationships, the neck bones connected to the shoulder bone, connected to the hip bone, (laughs) connected to the toe. But I digress. That's not what we're here to talk about today. (laughs) But nonetheless, um, we are back in this conversation today. And I have a returning guest. This is a three-peat, y'all. First time ever. (laughs) First time ever. (laughs) And this just almost like, hey, you just want to co-host with me? Um, Because like before we record, like we have so much rich conversation that's like, man, this is for another conversation. Always. (laughs) Right. Or maybe not. So here's the beauty in this is that um, if you're listening to this episode as part two, good job because part one led you here. If you are listening to this episode and you're like, wait, what do you mean this is part two? You can keep listening because this in itself is it will be rich, 
But then I do want you to go back and listen to part one, because then God will start to connect those dots for you. Um, I forget who it was that I was listening to, but they, I used to tell people like, connect the dots, connect the dots. And she corrected me, not in a, you know, shame on you kind of way. She just said, no, no, no. We collect the dots. God connects the dots where there will be moments that you get these highlights and these revelations. And you're like, I don't even know what this is all about. And then later you get another connection or or you get another dot, a revelation. And God just says, put a pin there. I'm going to start stringing a thread. Like you, do you remember that like 70 string art where there'd be pins on the canvas and then they would just connect all these different strings together and it creates this picture. And she said, that's what God does when someone in one season of our life drops a nugget on us. And then we find another nugget somewhere else. And we think the two have nothing to do with each other. And then God strings it together and says, this is why I showed you that because you needed it to understand this. And and that's what has been happening on this podcast. And I wish that there was a way that I could bring everybody together that has been talking during this season, because all of the messages have just been this beautiful work like a tapestry where God is weaving this just beauty of how he originally designed us and where sin and injustice got in and did its thing. And we thought we were doing it well. We thought we were doing it right. We only did what we knew how to do with what we had at the moment. And now he's saying, okay, let me have what you've done and let me connect it to this new thing. And let's watch you come back into your wholeness. Let's watch you come back into who I originally designed you to be, which brings me to the scripture that I want to offer you for today's conversation. God's been talking to me about this message of take care and like I sat in it for a moment because he says, take care, like take the care. And I don't know, I can't remember if I said this on another podcast episode or not. If I did bless it, Lord, because he still has me in it. He's still connecting dots, but it's the, I read, I was listening to a devotional today and the title of it is take care of your whole self. And when I read it, for me, like care is an undertaking. It is literally something that we get to take on. We get like you take a drink of water and you take a nap. You get to take care. Like that is your daily dose of wellness care, right? Where it says in first Peter, like, Uh, stay alert, be watchful because the enemy is prowling. That is taking care, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding. That is taking care. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. That is taking care. And it says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, may your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless At the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. You get to take care of trusting what God has given you as a promise. 
If you don't know all the promises of God, can I encourage you to start in the Psalms? And then as you're reading through the Psalms, start in the Gospels and see what Jesus has to say, because Jesus came to fulfill all that was written in the Old Testament, right? And and, the, and we're promised in Hebrews that every word that comes from the mouth of God is there for us, for the training and the keeping and the caring. And it's not like anything we bring to Jesus as though he's unaware of our trials and our suffering. It says, no, we get to go boldly to the throne of grace, to a priest who understands what we've endured. And he teaches us how to take care, which is, which is why it says in Peter, first Peter to cast your cares on him because he cares for you. So again, my guest today is a three-peat, triple threat, <laughs> because every episode that she's been here, she drops wisdom and knowledge and carefully offers you some intentional options to be well. Let me offer you this disclaimer. Everything that she brings to you today and in each of the episodes that we've had these conversations um, they are not your prescription. They are not your diagnosis. They are intentional offerings for you to pause and adjust your focus. Think about what you've been thinking about and ask yourself, am I, am I being honest with how well I am or have I been rationalizing and making excuses? And am I willing to do what's necessary to be well? Mm. Today, before we jumped on to record, I heard the Holy Spirit say, just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. And I was like, what do you mean, God? And he was like, just sit on that for a second. And my first thought was like, well, just because I can't see the Lord doesn't mean he's not there. Just because I can't see air doesn't mean it's not there. And he said, just because you can't see the dust in your carpet doesn't mean it's not there. You still have to clean it. I was like, oh. That's a different conversation, <laughs> right? Because I went in the direction of like all that is holy and good. And he's like, and the stuff that's not so good, just because you can't see it, it's not there, right? Okay. On that note, today's conversation is going to be really cool. I'm going to hand the mic over to Natoya Franklin, who is a wellness educator, a holistic health provider. She's a trainer. She's a fitness teacher, gospel preacher. She is a woman of God and a wife and a mother and a fireball (laughs) 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 that just kindly drops this wisdom with a smile on her face. And then she just sits back. I wish y'all could see because she'll drop in. She'll sit back and just shake her head like "Mm, that just preached to me. Um, I'm going to hand her the mic and let her teach. And where there are questions that roll up off of her teaching, I will chime in and ask and we'll discuss and then we'll keep going. At the end of the show, you will find all of her contact information um, on how to follow up with her if the work that she has discussed feels like something that you want to go deeper. Um, And as I said, this episode is not a one and done. This is an invitation for you to get real, to get honest and to get well soon. So without further ado, Natoya, the microphone is yours. Teach us friend. (laughs) 
Thanks, Amia. I always love to be in the space with you. Oh my gosh. Like you said, there's always so much rich conversation even before we hit record. So God is always speaking and I love it. Love it. Um, so as you were just talking, I kind of, I heard the, the Lord um, bring Psalm 139 to my remembrance. And I wanted to start there before I start with this long in-depth teaching on the endocrine system and all of that stuff, because y'all, I just want you to know, and maybe if you're listening to this, you already know, but I just want to remind you of how awesome our God is and how creative and just um, amazing, you know, God that we, we serve. He is beyond my comprehension. Sometimes I'm like, God, I just want to know you, just another part of you, you know. Um, but I wanted to go to Psalm 139. And obviously before verse 14, um, the writer talks a, a lot about like, where can I go, you know, to flee from your presence? I could never go anywhere to flee from your presence because you're everywhere, you're omnipresent, right? But I wanna go to straight to verse 14. He says, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Hmm. I'm reading for the NLT New uh, Living Translation, y'all, okay? Your workmanship is marvelous, how well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. Mm. Mm. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Y'all, I want you to know that the God that we serve has made us wonderfully complex. And when he designed our bodies, he said, it is good. Mm. When he designed us, he knew everything, how our endocrine system, our nervous system, our reproductive system, every system in our body, how they were supposed to connect and help us produce and be fruitful on this earth. So I just had to start with that, y'all. Mm. So don't get lost in all the terminology today. Just let God speak to you as I am speaking about these things. And I want to just, you know, circle back to what Amia said, like just the, um, the knowing of ourselves is so very, very important. We may know, you know, what makes us tick. We may know our love language. We may know our spiritual gifts. We know our past. Maybe we know our, you know, like our profession very well. But do you know the inside of you? Like what makes you one man? What makes you who you are? Um, and so I just want to speak to you about there's three parts to this discussion, this teaching today. And we're going to just do a little bit of like classroom teaching, y'all. The background about me is, yes, I used to be a teacher. So I apologize in advance because that is a part of my gifting. <laughs> Don't apologize. I am a teacher. Yes. <laughs> if I have my whiteboard and marker, I want you to imagine me drawing out everything on a whiteboard with my marker and making it visual for you, right? Yes. Okay. Because <laughs> that's just me. All right. I don't know how else to be but me. You know, I just 
gotta be me. All right, so let's start with the first part of this teaching. I just wanna, if you have a pen, pencil, or you're just going to just take the show notes and print, that's great too. Um, we're gonna start with a one-on-one endocrine system 101 training, okay? We're gonna talk a little bit about what makes up the endocrine system. And from there, we're gonna talk about hormones and what happens to our bodies when we become imbalanced, okay? Um, and then I don't wanna just leave you there. I wanna talk, I wanna uh, further our discussion on what do you do when you know that you're imbalanced? The signs are all there, right? Um, and even if you haven't been still enough to notice all the signs, but then you listen to this and you're like, let me pay a little bit more attention and be intentional about listening to all of what our bodies um, may communicate. Um, I wanna talk to you a little bit more about what you do, like what are some go-tos? How can you um, start to heal your body? And I say start, because it is a start. But I want you to know, friends, that there are things that you can do specifically and naturally um, to start the work of healing your body so that you can be who God has called you to be so that you can thrive, okay? So let's start with the endocrine system. So I want you to think about the endocrine system being a collection of glands. You know, if you could just kind of close your eyes and think about like what that might look like. And I don't even know if you start to look at like, what does a gland look like? If it's circular or whatever. So you see these collection of glands that produce hormones, right? So that's what the endocrine system is. That's a short definition. So when we start looking at the hormones very closely, the hormones have a very important job. They act as chemical messengers throughout the body and they help to do mainly four things. Regulate metabolism, help us with growth, help us with sleep, and help us with rep reproduction. And I'll say that again. The hormone's main function in our body is to help regulate metabolism, help with our growth, help with sleep, and help with reproduction. And so friends, I wanna spend some time talking about, there's so many different hormones in our big endocrine system, but I really only wanna focus on six today because these tend to be the ones that pop up when we start to discuss what happens when we're imbalanced. So I'm gonna go there. I wanna start with cortisol, okay? Number one, cortisol. Uh, cortisol is produced by the adrenals and um, they are mainly responsible for that fight, flight, or freeze response that happens. It's like when you are in danger and your adrenaline's pumping and the cortisol's released and it's like, okay, I gotta do something and I gotta act fast. I don't have time to try to think about it. <laughs> I don't have time to think of a stress. I gotta go and I gotta act fast, right? So, um, we're so, like I said, wonderfully complex. God made us that way so that we can have easy access to energy and easy access to be able to go and produce and do whatever it is that we need to do, whether it's to fight back, whether it's to run away 
or whatever we need to do at that moment when we are in a state of emergency, okay? Got cortisol. Number two, we're gonna talk about DHEA and AKA that's like the fountain of youth hormone, okay? It is also produced by the adrenals and also some of our sex hormones. Um, so it's very, very, very prevalent when we are young and we're growing and we're in our teenage years. We're like, yes, got all the youthful skin and the hair and the glow and we're good, right? So DHEA ladies, we want more of that, right? <laughs> we want that for sure, okay? So we've got that. Now I'm going to talk about some of the sex hormones and one being estrogen. And I like to say plural because there's more than one form of estrogen. I don't know if you know that or not, but I like to think of estrogens as our hormones of femininity. Okay. They're mainly produced by the ovaries and they're responsible for female sexual characteristics, including our menstrual cycle and all those things, right? Okay, so we've got estrogens. Then we're gonna talk about the fourth hormone, pregnenolone. And those are also produced by the adrenals and the ovaries and the testes, those sexual um, um, reproductive hormones. Um, uh, they are responsible for protecting the neurons from damage. They improve our memory, motivation, mood, sleep, and immunity, which is so very important, okay? Fifth hormone is progesterone. It's produced by the corpus luteum. It's responsible for triggering endometrial lining for the potential pregnancy. Um, so it protects the brain. It's also respons responsible for breast health, cardiovascular health, and it soothes the ner nervous system, okay? And let's talk about thyroid. And when I say thyroid, I want to talk about T3 and T4. They are like the go, go, go hormones. They're produced in, um, by the thyroid, the T3 and T4. They keep us energetic and upbeat. They modulate our metabolism, heart function, digestion, muscle control, brain development, and bone maintenance. And I'm just going to stop here because that is a lot of information to digest. <laughs> wow. I mean, and I mean, full disclaimer and full disclosure, I don't even know what question questions to ask because you've said some things that I'm like, oh, I didn't know that one. So, yeah. Yes, carry on. <laughs> I don't even know what to ask because like I knew cortisol. Mm -hmm. I knew cortisol and I was vaguely familiar with just estrogens. Well, estrogen, singular. Um, But I wasn't aware of the others. So mm -hmm. I'm learning. I'm your student today. <laughs> And you know what's so funny, Amia, is that I feel like the more I dive more into the study of hormones in the endocrine system, I learn something every single day. Again, going back to that scripture, we are so wonderfully complex. 
right? And the way that God made us. And I love studying this. It's like I become a nerd because I really want to know, like I want to know more about my body as a woman. And because the, much of the work that I do um, involves helping women heal and thrive and being the best versions of themselves, I want to know everything I can know so that I can help them. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's all good, my friend. It's all good. Um, I, I wanted to um, go into, if you will, we can start talking about having that conversation about what happens when we become imbalanced. And when we become imbalanced, and I say imbalanced, y'all, I'm talking about um, there are some environmental factors, some chemical factors um, that may be causing a disruption, if you will, in the endocrine system. That's what I mean by imbalance. And when that happens, things are just not flowing like they need to be. The hormones are not communicating like they need to, or maybe they're over communicating and it's causing so much ruckus in our body. Mm. And so I want to start that conversation because that's mainly what, um, when my clients come to me, that's mainly where they are. Mm. They're saying to me, help, help. There's so much going on in my body. I don't understand why I used to be able to do, do this and now I'm not able to. I've got all this brain fog. I've got my body cramping up and I don't know why. I can't eat certain things. I got all this excess weight that I'm carrying that I've never been able to, or I never had a weight issue before, all these things. And they come to me like, okay, now what do I do? And sad to say, and I just have to say this, I am not a doctor. And I love the disclaimer at the beginning of this talk. Yes, please go and fact check with your doctor. Um, an endocrinologist would be my, you know, you might need a referral to an endocrinologist, but that would be your go-to. That'd be your best friend when we start talking about this work. Um, but the sad part about it, Amia, is that a lot of doctors don't have these conversations. That's what I was going to ask you. Um, so, and you hinted on a couple of the, the, I hate to call them symptoms, but the things that people begin to notice that make them want to, when they come to you and they say, here's what I'm noticing, like, what would, could you identify, you don't have to, I'm sure this, the list is exhaustive, but what would be maybe like four or five things that I might begin to notice that feel like an imbalance. Cause sometimes the imbalances have become so much of our normal, unfortunately mm. as women that we're like, Oh, that's just a part of aging. Or that's just because whatever that's, I didn't notice it till after I had children or if I hit 40 and here come the things. And some of those are not supposed to be happening, you know? Um, yeah. And I know that everybody physical body, every body is different and every body responds to circumstance and life change differently. Even back to what you mentioned about the freeze, the fight, flight, freeze or fawn, like we all respond differently um, under stress. And I believe that our bodies respond to cortisol different, differently. Um, but what would be some of the like 
yellow flags <laughs> that mm-hmm. would say because I don't want to like label them as red flags of like oh no you should stop now and run to the doctor but like yellow flags that say hey this this might not be normal what would you say some of those might be um that's a really good question I would say fatigue mm. um I, I hear a lot of my clients say I used to have the energy to do everything that was, you know, that I, that I was responsible for doing, mm-hmm. but now it seems like I just want to fall out. Like I, it's like, not even when they get home, it is two o'clock midday and I want to fall out on my job mm-hmm. because I have no more energy to go throughout the rest of the day. I can't. And then, so from there, it's like, downward spiral because it's like but I still gotta cook and I still gotta pick up the kids and I still gotta do whatever all the other things before nine o'clock so then okay I'm gonna run to caffeine and I'm gonna go get some some caffeine so I can have the energy to sustain me for the rest of the evening so fatigue is definitely yellow flag like okay something's going on okay um I would also say brain fog um, just not when I say that, I mean, like not clarity, no clarity of thought. Like mm. you're just bouncing from one thought to the other, or it's just, things are just not clear anymore. Um, and it also might bring about confusion, mm. memory loss. <laughs> um, these are some, some signs to watch out for now for our ladies who are listening and they're saying, I'm not in the menopausal state. I'm still getting my cycle, right? I, I want to bring your awareness to just like what happens during your cycle. Hmm. Like that whole cycle, right? There's different stages in that cycle. So if you notice that you're having like really, really heavy cramping, heavy, you know, flow, um, you're very moody. I mean, you cry at just things that, <laughs> a commercial you're like why am I crying <laughs> right. or everything ticks you off you're on edge those are really those are signs that something may be off and we I think have normalized that at this point it's like oh PMS yes right. that's, that's what, what that's I mean. what happens that's okay. what I mean and I remember years ago taking a bible study and forgive me if I've mentioned this on this podcast before but Years ago, I took a Bible study and I think it was Beth Moore. And she said some of the emotional mood swings that we are having and calling PMS are not actually PMS. She's like, there's some spiritual junk that's connected to it of where we need, just need to get with Jesus and get together. Right. But then, and she said, she called PMS, the princess must scream. And she was like, if you are there where you're like, the princess must scream now. And then the princess throws a temper tantrum, like at everything. Yeah. That's not PMS. Uh, She was like, you're not a lot. And she was like, ladies, we have to stop allowing ourselves to be completely out of control. When God says, I never gave you that spirit right? And we're calling it PMS. And there may be Mm. hormone imbalances that we're just, we're not willing to admit something's off. And, and, and unfortunately we're quicker to, 
I'm glad we're having this conversation because we're quicker to slap a label on something and say, it's just whatever, instead of taking the response ability. We have the ability to respond to what's happening mm-hmm. and then be well, mm-hmm. right? Like Jesus asked the man on the mat, he didn't ask him how he got there or what was going on and what are your symptoms? He just said, do you want to be well? Do you want to be well? That's then it. pick up your mat, <laughs> right? So y'all, this conversation is a pick up a mat <laughs> conversation. <laughs> that was not in my notes. How about that? But it's been in mine. So I'm just like, what, Lord? Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. Pick, I can send you the video when I taught about that. Pick up your mat, Lord. Come on it. now. Right. Come right. on now. Okay. So yeah, I would say that those are the major yellow flags. If we want to go into red flags, um, definitely if you are experiencing chronic pain in the body, I'm not saying that it's always hormone related, but it could be. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes women think that they're going through, through arthritis and it really isn't arthritis. It is a sign that they might be headed towards menopause. Mm-hmm. Um, joint pain in the body also can be a sign of menopause. Um, and some hormonal imbalances, yeah. So, and then also when we talk about thyroid conditions, you know, loss of hair, brittle nails, um, you're very sensitive to cold. Hmm. Um, Yeah, those are some things. And of course, excessive weight gain. And y'all, let me just say this. It doesn't have to be excessive. It could be 10 pounds. (laughs) You're like, I just can't get rid of these 10 pounds. And not that we... We are free from the number on the scale and and assigning that number as uh, attached to our value and who we are as women. But that's just one way that we can measure um, and that sometimes we do measure even when we go to the doctor, we measure wellness through our weight sometimes. Um, But if you find that you're just like, I have done every (laughs) CrossFit weight training, Zumba, whatever kickboxing class that I could think of. I would be telling me to do that stuff and I can't lose this weight. What is it? Yeah. I was going to say like, in addition to that, even trying all the known, I'm going to throw in this curse word diet trends. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not talking about changing eating habits and nutrition. I'm talking about diet, about like the quick, the quick things that if you do this, Mm -hmm. you'll get that like Mm -hmm. trending things that make you obsess or withdraw or eliminate like there are some guidelines within reason that even in the conversation, the space of the conversation of hormone balance and imbalance that can be found in nutrition. But anytime we have gotten into the mindset of restriction, mm, come on, for the gain of loss, anytime we get into that mindset, it is a diet culture that is attached to shame, which is almost counterproductive because then it triggers cortisol, right? 
Yes. Absolutely. I'm like, that's just dumb. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just say it. It's just dumb. It's dumb. And it feels like the message in Galatians that says you were running a good race who cut in on you and deceived you with this foolishness. Come on. Come on. Like it says oh in Jude, God. like there are some preachers among you who are not sheep. <laughs> and they talk. They didn't even sneak in with a pretend costume they came in looking like talking like acting like preaching like writing books like but it is not the gospel of freedom mm-hmm. it's not the gospel mm-hmm. that christ has said you've been redeemed now walk in it you've been, it says in galatians yeah. 5 in the message version you've been set free really free now never never let anyone put a yoke of slavery on you again and that's the conversation we're having y'all is like this is not never mind i will get on a soapbox <laughs> keep teaching that's why we keep doing part three part four part five right. part that's why listen y'all listen before we even hit record we were like this needs to just be a workshop And that's why I started off saying like everything that she's dropping for you right now is maybe I didn't say it, but like we, we are in the process of building a workshop for healing the body from the inside out. Come on. on. And, and I hesitate to say that sometimes because I feel like either there's going to be a camp of people that say I've already done that and it didn't work, or there's going to be a camp of people that say, um, well, what do I do right now? Cause I need it right now. Or, and then I hesitate to put it out there because I'm like, what if I put it out there and somebody else takes it and runs with it and everybody signs up for their workshop and then they just get what they've always gotten. And I trust that the Holy spirit is doing what he needs to do. Even if this podcast is readying our heart to be able to receive mm-hmm. so that when we do offer this workshop, you are ready because yes. I trust yeah. that when when like the Bible says that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Yes. Yes. Right. When blind Bartimaeus yelled out and Jesus said, what do you want me to do? And he said, fix my eyes. That's what this is. Fix my eyes. Love it. Okay. Sorry to interrupt you. (laughs) (laughs) It is all good, my friend. So I, um, we, we are going to continue talking about like what happens when you are in balance, you know? So I was studying this part of it and Amia, would you guess what would be your, in your opinion, what do you think is a common theme throughout like we talk about the causes of the imbalance what would you say probably causes our estrogen or our cortisol or our progesterone to become imbalanced what would you say because you're so smart and I think you know the answer but (laughs) I think it's a lack of rest Mm. am I right which can or cause kind of. <laughs> well, so a lack of rest, which causes us to be like disordered in our eating. 
which which then creates either sporadic movement or zero movement Mm. like i can tell by the look on your face you're like almost (laughs) (laughs) you're like you're close i know i know it's there keep talking honey teacher's signs let me just stop I have no poker face at that's, all that's my answer that's all I got <laughs> I think okay so w- when you started talking about lack of rest mm-hmm. oh my gosh I don't want to divert because I really feel like I wanted to bring something up let me just go to this when you talk about lack of rest that reminds me of stress mm. and so stress is the major culprit in all of the imbalances that I'm going to name Hmm. When you start talking about what causes some of these imbalances, I, um, I really want to start and I haven't like done a whole lot of extensive research, but I want to start doing some research on the comparison between women in the 1940s versus women today. Hmm. And I want to start studying like what were their responsibilities, what roles that they play in the community and society, what role did they play at home? versus today. Hmm. But I can start to just guess that the women of the 1940s did not deal with the things that we deal with today on a larger scale. I mean, you're talking about women today who are owning things, entrepreneurs, they're leaders by their own right. Some Hmm. of them are head of household. Some of them are single mothers. Um, Some of them are not only responsible for the cooking and the cleaning and the the nurturing of the children and the bearing of the children, but they're also the money makers in the family. What does that do to our bodies? As yeah. I'm just saying, you know, I think about my own self. I'm part of that. I'm part of that. You know, it's kind of like that go-getter mentality. And let's just dive a little bit deeper, if I can say this. Black woman. Mm. As a Black woman. You know, um, you feel this pressure, right, to perform and to be the best of the best. And what does that lead? Like you just run in this race, right? And you're thinking, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z. I can handle it. I got this, you know. And then if we add on another layer of me of being a Christian black woman, right, right, I can do all things. Right. Here comes part four of this whole episode with Natoya. (laughs) Because that in itself, yeah, like it is, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Because it just, there is a cultural drive that is attached to a hustle mindset. And hustle is nowhere in the Bible. Nowhere. (laughs) I mean, it says that we're called to do the work. It is said that we are called to finish the work. It is said that we are called to, you know, carry the attributes of the Proverbs 31 woman. But even in that, it doesn't say, and at the end of the day, make sure you've checked off all these things so that your husband can be blessed. Right. Like I was, I forget who I was listening to. And she said, I would beg to, to debate with you that maybe the list in the Proverbs 31 woman is the list of the type of women that you would find in a, 
well-rounded, well-surrendered, well-cultured group of Christian women that said, I am going to sit in Psalm 139 so that Psalm 31 shows up in me. And she's Mm. only one of those characteristic traits. Each of us Mm. individually, that maybe you're the clothing maker. Maybe you're the one who sows the field. Maybe you're the one who speaks with kind, like we're all supposed to speak with kindness and wisdom on our tongue. Right. But like, maybe you're the speaker, like maybe you're not intended And this. And she just said, like, maybe that's something worth talking about in Christian women's circles so that we're not looking at, you know, sister knows a lot and says, well, I can't keep up with her, (laughs) you know, (laughs) right. I mean, you talk about stress. On top of stress, regardless of the culture you're in. But then when you start to look at like the cultural stresses that come within each individual culture, that there are these both spoken and unspoken stresses that are placed on our humanness as a woman and then on our body as a woman within your you know respective cultures, whether it was culture of race or culture of your family of origin or culture of your age group, culture of the part of town you grew up in. There are these cultural quote unquote norms that we either aspire to arrive or strive really hard to define ourselves as not that. Mm. Mm. Right. And I'm just talking about myself and like within me, there's like 10 different subcultures. Come on. That I like, part of me is like, I so desperately want to be identified as that. And then other parts where I'm like, I so don't want to be known as that. And then I get to sit and saw like, as you were reading it, like I swallowed a bucket of tears of like, he has knit me together so well. Mm. Come on. Before even my parents knew. Ugh. From the ends, like from the inside out. And I don't even know her. Mm. Girl. And yet here I am. Ooh. I'll sit in front of someone and say, tell me who I am. I'll read a book. Tell me who I am. I'll listen to a podcast. Tell me how to do me. Fix me. And we're quicker to come to the resources than to go to the source. Come on. Right. See, this is why we get in trouble every time. Because, oh my God. (laughs) And it's just like, man. Even, I mean, like, I will admit that, like, as I'm on this journey of trying to be better inside and out and I mean I have bookshelves on top of bookshelves on top of bookshelves of every kind of like if you ask me what's a book that you would read for I will literally comb across my shelf and say here's one (laughs) some of them I've read halfway some of them I've read cover to cover (laughs) some of them are on my shelf to be read um but I've been on a journey for like the last six months to be well nutritionally and and noticing to some of the points that you made of like if fatigue 
is has become your identity of like, how are you doing? Tired. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want that to be my identity. And, and I started to notice the, you know, strange joint pains. I'm like, ah, there's no way this should be happening. And so I went on a mission to just get healthier and started taking, you know, better vitamins and healthier supplements. And I had an order delivered to my house um, a couple of days ago. And as I'm unpacking them, there was this kind of lull that fell over me of like, is this even the answer? Of like, as I'm pulling them out and I'm reading the labels of like what they're intended to do. And so far they've been working and I can notice a difference, but I've also had to complement that with making sure that I wasn't putting stuff in my body and in my mind that was counteracting what these things were doing that I've been noticing that I'm sleeping, you know, the right amount of sleep as opposed to signing it off and saying sleep is overrated because that used to be my mantra. Right. Um. So I've been trying to put things in line. And even in that regard, I stood in front of those supplements the other day and heard the Holy Spirit say, is this where you're putting your trust? Wow. And I'm like, oh. And he said, these are good, but this isn't your only answer. This is not your hope. Mm. And that's... That's what my, like my prayer is that as anybody is listening is like, these are resources, yes. not the source. Yes. And I'm yes. so glad you started at Psalm 139 because it has to begin there. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. I really think that is so important that in order for the healing to begin, you have to be able to sit down and you have to like, listen to your body and listen to God reveal to you some of the things that's going on with your body. And I like, and don't let anybody around you try to tell you, no, you're going crazy or that's not true or whatever, you know, Um, even when you seek out the resources and the professionals in the field and they'll try to say, well, no, that can't be, or that's not happening. No, you know your body. If you're sitting in your body and you're really being intentional about just, you know, what's going on with your body, mm-hmm. don't let anybody try to tell you that that's not true. You know, and I do, I love that message of hope, Amia, that there is hope. There's hope. You can heal. Your body can heal. It's like what you said, the man on the mat. Yeah. Jesus approached him and he said, do you, do you want to be well? Yeah. You know, like that's it. Do you yeah. want to be well? I mean, like just, so the, just to rem- the reminder of, I just wrote it down. There is hope. You can be whole. You yes. can be well. And yes. I recently learned this revelation and I'm clinging to it like an anchor. <laughs> and she said, um, like, yes and amen, God will use whatever it is we are going through. And while we're in it, there's still hope, there's still joy, there's still freedom, there's still mm. like grab a hold to the faithfulness of the fact that he brought you here today. Mm. Like he didn't have to bring you to today. While we wait for tomorrow, we are in today. 
Mm -hmm. right? And it says in Hebrews, like, while it is still called today, (laughs) encourage each other. Mm -hmm. While it is still today, you have today and you have today to live well, live free, live in the hope that you will be made whole. But while the work is working, be free in this. Yes, yes. Right? Like that... I don't even know how to articulate it well enough to say, yes, we wait. <laughs> and there was, I'm, I am choosing joy in the waiting, right? Count it all joy. Mm-hmm. Not that it's like, yay, let's throw off some confetti because everything around me is falling apart. Bless <laughs> the Lord. That is not what I'm saying. <laughs> I am saying that. He's been faithful till now, or we would not be having this conversation. Come on. Come on. Period. We would not be talking. You would not be listening if he had not been faithful. So good. So good. Oh. Okay. And I and I want to say that I invite all of my clients to really, or I encourage them to invite God on the journey with them. Like as you are doing the work, but I do believe that there are some things that we can do, right? To start the healing process, right? Number one is listening to your body first and foremost. How are you going to even start the healing process if you're not listening to the body? Yeah. Um, because it communicates very loudly. <laughs> um <laughs> And if you don't know what's going on or, you know, like if you have other people around you, <laughs> like your children and your spouse and uh, your friends, they can they can kind of pinpoint some things too. I noticed that if, you know, I'm off on something, I can ask my husband, like, wait, how did I respond to this? Or how is my mood? How was my mood last week or whatever? And they will bring that to your awareness. But what I wanted to, I wanted to start the, or end our conversation today with just what are some things we can do, right? Um, When we notice that there are some imbalances going on, right? And just to note that there, all the hormones that I've listed, obviously, and I talked about at the beginning of this conversation, they can start to become imbalanced through, like I said, stress. That's number one on my list, right? But also food allergies and sensitivities. And there's a difference between the two, food allergies and sensitivities. And as we grow and as we age, our body starts to respond to different things differently. So we can't eat the same sometimes, okay? Over-exercising is a thing, which I had to learn for myself. Like, girl, sit down. Like, you do it right. too much. Right. <laughs> you are doing the most. I, I was teaching like five classes in a day, three days a week. It was like, yeah, hello, what are you doing? That's a thing, right? Like, you got to slow down. And then also, I want to say this. I'm not an expert in this area, but I want to also say that it can be brought on by eating disorders. Mm. So when we are, um, we're not using food to fuel us, but we're using food in other ways. Uh, maybe we're abusing food or maybe we're like depriving ourselves of food because of, you know, we're afraid of what we might look like if we have too much. Um, 
And then finally, one of the common things that I notice that can cause the hormone imbalance is birth control. And more specifically, birth control pills. There's so many other factors, y'all, but we don't we, we might need to do a part four <laughs> <laughs> to go into that. Um, but let's talk about the heels mm. because I think that's important. Yeah. We wanna we wanna be well. We wanna be like that man who said, I wanna pick up my mat and walk, right? Like, yeah, that's what I wanna do. I don't wanna give the excuses. I don't want to linger in the pain too long. I want to, I want to start. I don't know. That's how I am. Maybe I'm just, <laughs> yeah. but that's me. I'm like, let's go. How do I, how do I fix this? Fix me now, Lord. So one of the ways that you can start the healing process, we talked, I mean, just keep saying that number one, listen to the body. Number two, balance your body through nutrition, clean nutrition and no, it doesn't mean that you have to completely give up everything that you love. I, I just need to say that like, oh, I can't ever have a cookie again. Sis, you can have a cookie. It's, it's going to be the title is. of this episode, sis. <laughs> you can have a cookie. <laughs> Everybody's going to click that. Yes. <laughs> I want the cookie. <laughs> okay. But some of the things that you can start to do is start to with clean protein. I have found that, um, just through all my research, making sure that you're having enough clean protein. If you are still eating meat, um, grass-fed meat, wild-caught fish, salmon, salmon, tuna, um, your past your pastured chicken and your turkey, some eggs. So those obviously come from um, animal sources. And then I have clients who've gone completely vegan. And I'm not saying everybody has to go completely vegan. You just have to know your body and know what you need, right? Um, but you can, there are some vegetables that actually have protein in it. Um, so spinach and things of that nature. Um, lentils and beans have are a great source of protein. But you want to make sure you're having enough clean protein in your diet. Um, and if you're not sure, hook up with a nutritionist or a dietitian to see like, okay, well, how much protein should I get? My rule of thumb is at least with every meal, let's think. If we're thinking about three meals a day, three solid meals a day, at least 20 to 30 grams of protein per meal. Mm -hmm. If you start to think like that, it's like, okay, I can have chicken for dinner. <laughs> I could have a couple of boiled eggs in the morning, along with maybe some turkey bacon. I use uncured turkey bacon or a protein shake, plant-based protein shake. You know, just start to think about how can I get 20 to 30 grams of protein um, per meal? That's a starting point. And um, the next part of nutrition I want to talk about is healthy fats and incorporating the healthy fats into your diet because contrary to what others have told you, you need healthy fats in your diet, period, Okay. Um, so we're talking about coconut oil. Ooh, and um, <laughs> Amir, remind me to talk to you a little bit more about coconut oil after this recording, okay. after we press stop. Okay. Um, but coconut oil, olive oil, um, avocados, nuts, and seeds, and fish oil, cod liver, these are all great sources of healthy fats. And I always um, start with how much, you know, how much 
um, healthy fats should I have? If you can think of your thumb being like a rule of thumb, like, okay, I need this amount of fat in a meal. Hmm. So start to think about that. Even if it's like what you're cooking in. Um, I had a nutritionist come in and speak to my ladies about what, what should you, what kind of oil should you use when you're cooking? Obviously, veggie oil is a no-no. Vegetable oil is a no-no. I think that they throw that vegetable, that term vegetable oil on the oil to make it seem like it's healthy. (laughs) That's not good for you, y'all. Don't do it. Um, But the best to cook in would be coconut oil, avocado oil, but we don't want to cook in olive oil. And the reason being is when olive oil is heated at a certain temperature, it can lose some of its nutrient value. So you wanna move more towards the coconut oil, avocado oil. Um, Yeah, those are the the best oils to cook in. And then finally, I wanna say um, organic fruits and vegetables. And I say organic when it's possible because I understand we all are working with a budget and everybody's budget is different. But when in doubt, look up the dirty dozen because if you look at the dirty dozen, you'll know those are like the fruits and the vegetables that you mainly want to buy organic because they tend to be the most contaminated. And even I didn't even talk about how toxins in our environment and in our food can also cause a disruption in our endocrine system. That's a whole nother, I feel like that's part of the workshop series, how we are using chemicals on our face. We are using chemicals in our laundry detergent and our cleaning products. And we think our house has to smell like bleach. And if it doesn't smell like bleach, it's not clean and what it's doing to our bodies. But the toxins Mm. in those chemicals can completely jack us up on the inside. Mm. So we we do have to do our due diligence about that. But dark leafy greens, your friends, they are your friends, ladies. So you're Swiss chard, your kale, your spinach, all of those you want to incorporate in every meal if possible. Even if you got to put it in a smoothie, get it in. Okay. Um, Your berries are really healing for the hormones. All of the berries, your blueberries, your strawberries, your blackberries, all of those berries. Pomegranate, um, believe it or not, apples, grapefruit, cantaloupe, Pears, figs, apricots, cherries, peaches. These are all great healing foods and they're so tasty. If you start to think about, I can eat healthy and it actually tastes good. Right. And and get rid of that notion that, oh my gosh, eating healthy is so boring. (laughs) And you'll start to explore like, oh, this this is pretty good. And your body will actually start craving more nutritious foods that you're you know that are taste buds satisfying yeah um and then also I want to throw in beets squash and carrots are really good for the hormones and healing that endocrine system that's a lot (laughs) I mean it's I I love that you said like at one point you said man but this just this this feels like we should have a workshop and that is exactly why we're going to put this workshop together because I mean, anybody that knows me in any space that I'm in now, praise the Lord for his redemption of teaching me better. Much like you said of like over-exercising is a thing. It took a minute for me to receive that as a truth, 
as the truth um, and then make the adjustments where needed. Um, and it took me a while to recognize that there was no separation between my physical self, my emotional self, and my spiritual self. Like it took me a long time to understand that all of that is happening in one body, mm-hmm. all of it. And that they're like, we cannot, no matter how much we try, we cannot separate. We can't separate what happened to us in the past with what's happening to us now until we've, we've dealt with that. Um, even I love the fact that you said like, ask your family how you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I joke and like my husband used to be like, you read your Bible today. Oh, you're not acting like, <laughs> or like we would, we would tease each other. Even as my kids got older, like we'd be like, you need a nap. It's time for you to go oh. at night because you oh were God. just cranky. Right. Just I was, pants. like literally driving in the car. I had to take my son to tutoring yesterday. And it's like, who does tutoring on Sundays? We do, but we have to. Um, that's just the season we're in. And Trenton, he's four, y'all. He's four. He said, Mommy, mommy, are you tired? <laughs> I was like, Oh. Right. I said, I am tired. He said, Oh, okay. And I said, Well, when I get when we get home, let mommy take a nap. They know. They know. Right. right. Even if they just know, even if they can just tell like she doesn't act like herself, or they can identify that's how I act when I'm sleepy, right? Because <laughs> yes. you can tell in another person the things that you've identified as unhealth, right? Um, well, I mean, like, I would love that, I would love it for us to continue the conversation, which is why Natoya and I have decided that we're going to continue in this work of being well um, by putting together you heard it here first by putting together (laughs) this workshop on what is wellness? What does it mean Mm. to be well? Um, What does God have to say about us being well? And y'all like, if, again, if this is the first episode that you've caught in this season, um, go back and listen to some of the other ones. I've got some other guests that are coming up um, that dive into additional spaces where we don't realize that we're not well because sometimes if we're succeeding and things are going quote unquote well right like back to what I said just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there right most people don't need know that they need a physician if they're not unwell which is like which is why it's difficult to help people to understand why they need Jesus, right? It is really difficult to understand why we need Jesus if things look great. And I read, I read something today. Let me find it so that I don't misquote it. Um, I should have had it queued up already. Um, that spoke in this same vein of why why we should almost be desperate for Jesus. Um, and it says, if you can trust God before it feels good, 
you'll be secure, confident, and sure when it is good. Keep faith throughout the process, both when it's dark and when it's light. And the graphic that pulled me in to read the, the caption, it says, the part where you know, the part where you know, dot, 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 everything is going to be okay. And then she goes mm-hmm. on to explain that like, um, so now you've got clarity and you've got faith and things are finally starting to pan out. But she says like, you have to be willing to trust God before all that happens. Mm-hmm. So that when it does, your security, confidence, and assurity is in him when it gets good. It's not in the weight loss. It's not in the clarity of mind. It's not in the, you know, no longer feeling fatigued, no longer, you know, hating the clothes that you wear or the skin you're you're in. Like your confidence gets rooted in him as your source because 139 is now what you live breathe think and consider every time the enemy comes at you with a lie and for the person that says like no you don't understand like i've been carrying this my whole life i haven't been well like here's what i want to offer you is like god didn't do that to you Mm. that's not like that's not god didn't do that Even if whatever it is we are carrying and dealing with and God says, like Jesus said in the Bible, and pardon me and forgive me for not knowing the exact scripture, but where someone says to the blind person, who who messed up? Whose fault is it that they're blind? And Jesus said to nobody's fault, it is to the glory of God, Mm. right? To the glory of God. And that is the same God that when the woman said, I have tried everything, I don't care that they know my story. If I could just touch the hem of his garment, forget the people to the glory of God, I will get my healing. And even if the healing comes and the clarity comes and the um, regular cycles come on the other side of glory, (laughs) we get to have endurance while we wait, right? James 1 3 says the testing of your faith produces patience and like this is the like this is the space that I want to invite you to is like most of us aren't going to raise our hand and say test me God because I'll be the first to tell you I'm straight (laughs) I'm good (laughs) I've had my share of tests. Could we move on, please? I don't want to be tested anymore. Right? I mean, like, I don't know. I keep on my wall. And if you've heard this from me before, bless it. Then maybe you needed to hear it again. I have on my wall um, a scripture art that I was given uh, when I went through Revelation Wellness Instructor Training. And it's first Peter 5:10. And it says, after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace, who called you into this eternal glory in Christ Jesus, will himself restore you. Himself. Not 
send you a shipment of supplements. <laughs> Bless it. Cause I got a whole cabinet full of them. Okay. <laughs> and I stand on them and I love them and they're doing me well, but without him, they're just tic tacs. Yeah. Oh, right. They're yes. just tic tacs. They're just, what is it? Uh, the psychology sugar pill, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it says he himself, the God who called you into this, he himself will restore, empower, strengthen, and establish you. First Peter 5, 10. You could read all of First Peter 5, honestly, and that'll be your supplement. Mm, so I, did a, I did a whole study on supplementing your wellness from First Peter 5. I'll find it maybe and link it to the show notes. All right, y'all. Um, I pray that you took notes. If you didn't, you can circle back. This podcast will be here. Um, but I also will say, make sure you are on the email list for either Momentum Focus for the Personal Leadership or Interactive Fit Club um, for the different focus workshops. Because Interactive Focus is the focus workshops of Interactive. Um, momentum Focus is the focus workshops of Interactive Fit Club. So that is the clarity coaching that I get to do uh, for this work of faith, fitness, and wellness. Um, and I'll add to that wholeness. Um, and I know that it's not work that God called me to do by myself, which is why I bring so many beautiful women into this space and conversation. I've only had the opportunity to bring a couple of men in these conversations, but if you know someone that you feel like the world needs to hear their perspective from a godly point of view as a man of God who wants to see the women of God rise up. Mm. Will you send them my way? Cause I'd love to get more men on this, in, on this podcast. Just so happens that like, I'm mostly talking to women. So, mm -hmm. yeah. but I, I'm not averse. Actually, I ha I do have one gentleman um, on the calendar coming up after the holidays and he's going to talk to those of us that get to serve in this professional space and he's an educator and a man of God and he's like mm, I'm ready let's go <laughs> so this gets all y'all that are doing this work with me get ready because he's going to teach us um all right friends this is a wrapping officially not a Baptist pastor closing I'm shutting it down <laughs> and I'm grateful Grateful, grateful, grateful that you stuck around and listened, even if you had to press pause and circle back to finish the second half of it. Um, but as it says in Proverbs 27, 13, I will see the goodness of the Lord. That is what we are guaranteed promise from God himself. And I hope that this conversation that we've had today has allowed you to adjust your focus um, and take an initiative to be well until we all get to be on the same space again. Um, feel free to reach out to us, check the show notes for any other additional resources that we can offer you as well as how to get in touch with Natoya. So until then y'all be well and stay free. Take care. Amen.